Welcome back to another episode of the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. Today we are joined again by friend of the show, Angela Strang from Invercargill. Welcome back, Angela. Thank you. Cool. So today we're going to talk about um, some positive stories and some negative stories on our years of investing. So how long have you been a property investor for? Property investor since 2010, so 13 years, yeah. My first property was 2008, but actually investing was 2010. Okay, perfect. So I've been investing since uh, 2004, so nearly 20 years. Nice, long timer. Yeah, the problem is with with that long, I I forget, because such a long time ago, I forget the real early day stories. So when things are hard and... Um, things are amazing, and it's it's you have so many things. So, what we're going to do is we're gonna we're gonna you're going to do some positive stories, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a couple of negative stories. So, investing is I find it fun and challenging, but there's also times where it's not smooth sailing. Mm. So we don't want to sort of focus on that too much, but it's just more of a chance to have a chat and look at some of the interesting things that we've learned over the years. Yeah. So do you want to kick us off with something positive from your investing journey? Yeah, sure. Uh, so back in 2013, um, I had tenants from back in 2010, my first investment property, who were um, had moved towns and were looking for another investment. So I said, I was living overseas at the time, and I said, will you go find a property that suits you, and if the figures work out, I'll buy it. So this was a um, family, a mother, daughter, and um, dad and then they also had another daughter who had just gone through a marriage breakup so they wanted sort of a, yeah they wanted something that they could have either a four bedroom house and all live together or sort of two like a granny flat and a house as well so what they found was a three bedroom 1950s property with a 1990s two bedroom on the back in Omaru and um, it was it's been the most probably one of my highest yielding uh, properties apart from the flats apart from units um, and yeah so I never viewed the property the advantage was that they went and viewed it and said yep it's great I got the builders inspection and it was fine um, so I've had that ever since I've still got the same tenants and they are fantastic wow hmm. that's fascinating so how long have they been there for? Since 2000, well, 10 years. Yeah. 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 Cool. And, well, the, the daughter in the, in the back flat, she ended up getting remarried and moved out. And then the other daughter in the front house just moved to the, yeah. <laughs> became the tenant in the back house. That's so when you said to them, go and find something, do you give them any parameters or you just like open slather, you find something and I'll buy it? It was all down to the figures. I said, as long as the figures work, I'll buy it. So well, it's all about the figures for me. <laughs> that's funny because I thought all landlords were evil. <laughs> yeah. uh, so your case in point, that, that's not a true not a true fact. I'm not evil. Come on. No, no, of course not. <laughs> oh, that's, really, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's good. So I, um, one of my earlier houses, it's not really a horror story. It's just more of a... Uh, oh dear kind of story so i bought this house um with the plan to renovate it i was turning it from a two bedroom into a six bedroom student rental property and i had a pretty tight time frame because students need to be in obviously for the student year so i had i think i had six weeks to renovate it or seven weeks to renovate it so i pretty much had a really short settlement period and then 
from day one I had to get in there. I was doing a lot of the work myself. So did the deal, um, bought the house. So settlement day, so officially it was my property. So I came in with my hammer and crowbar and was going to start the demolition. The old owner hadn't moved out. So he was there sort of slowly going through his stuff. He wasn't a hoarder, but he was definitely had a lot of belongings. Uh, so I turned up, bowled in, and started smashing the kitchen to bits, much to his horror, um, which led to an interesting conversation. But we kind of worked out that he realised I was actually allowed to do what I was doing, and I downed tools and helped him shift the rest of his stuff out and he went on his way and I carried on smashing walls and kitchens and bathrooms and storing that property and it's gone on to be a really great asset in our in our portfolio. Nice. Gosh, I can just remember I can just think of going in like being you walking in at that day thinking, oh my gosh, like am I gonna be able to do these renovations? Or like how long is it gonna take me to get this guy out? Yeah. Luckily you had moved his his stuff out of the kitchen, so that was where I was sort of starting in, so I didn't sort of want to get too too much into his belongings. But you know, it worked out fine. He he downsized to a smaller place I think and hopefully got rid of his stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So what else have you got from the positive side? I would say long-term tenants. Um, I've got a block of flats, um, and they seem to, well, not that they seem to attract, I try and find um, the retired sort of people, five out of the six of them are all over 50, um, and they're great. They, um, so I bought them in 2017, I think it was. Um, and some of the tenants had been in there for 14 years already. So oh, wow. now if I've owned them for, gosh, uh, what, six more years than that. Uh, yeah, so it must be some two of them, I think, have been there for 20 years. And I just love the relationships that you build with your tenants. Um, every time I go and have um, an inspection there, I have to allow myself an extra half an hour with one of the guys who just loves to chat and talk about what he used to do for jobs and stuff. And I, I actually genuinely love that. I, I yep. love having chats with the tenants. They're, they're awesome. Cool. Nice. So are they kind of, obviously there's a tenant-landlord relationship. Are you you're managing these tenants yourself or you've got a property manager in, in there? Yes, I manage all my properties myself. I actually just enjoy it. Um, I'd much rather have that direct contact with my tenants. I Then I can sort of get, gauge, you know, how long are they willing to stay. Like, for example, that, that man I'm just talking about, you know, every time I go last time, he's like, oh, thanks for keeping it. I got your rent increase. I was actually expecting it to be a lot higher than that. Um, I'm not planning on going anywhere. You know, you get that feedback from them and you can kind of plan, okay, I know that I'm not going to have to fill that one um, soon. or And you can have that discussion about what maintenance would they like done. Like for him, he doesn't want a heat pump, but I mean, I'm going to have to put one in by 2025 anyway yeah. but um yeah you can actually just talk to them about what they want done and um and, and keep them happy basically um there's no middleman in between you sure finally touching on that not wanting a heat pump i've had a number of stories of tenants who want to opt out of the healthy homes mm. um they're like we don't want to rent increase which will probably come when you put the heat pump in and you do the insulation but unfortunately, I don't think you can. It's it's the rules are you've got to comply, yeah. um, which seems I guess I guess I think the healthy home thing is actually a really good thing. I think it's good to have warm, dry homes for tenants. Mm. But clearly, some of them would rather have 
a cold drafty home and pay less rent. So, mm. Well, even in that situation, that man I'm talking about, he is in the middle of two other flats either side of him. He has a little electric heater and he says, and I, that electric heater will keep me warm just as much as, or, you know, actually better um, electricity-wise than a heat pump. If I have a heat pump, I'm not going to use it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of defeats the purpose. You know, we're actually causing him more harm because his rent's going to go up a bit more once that heat pump goes in. So, um, yeah, there's lots of situations like that, like ovens under windows that you... Yep. So I'm getting a, a bit of a tangent there. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But no, I th- yeah, I think overall I agree pretty much with the healthy homes um, rules. Some of the heat pump sizing issues were wrong. I think they were kind of saying you need these humongous heat pumps uh, when in, in fact that wasn't the case. But anyway, it is what it is. So another story that I've got um, on the horror side. Again, not really a horror story, just... Um, interesting so we I I bought this property it was actually with my sister we had a property management company that we started together and we bought a few properties together so this is one that we turned from a three bedroom into an eight bedroom property so a fairly grunty renovation was needed and part of that we built a brand new two bedroom two bathroom uh, sleep out on the backyard so I clearly went through council and, and did all the things we needed to do for that. And we had tenants lined up. Um, our, our aim was to do the renovation in a really quick time frame. We had pre-let it to tenants, hoping that it would be finished at a certain date. Mm-hmm. So like most renovations, it wasn't finished at a certain date. Uh, a lot of that was out of our control with council holdups and the, the builders were held up. So. These tenants had to move in, so we ended up hiring caravans to house them and while we are building this, this sleep out for them. The backyard was, it was quite a large backyard, but it was, we had drainage trenches dug and then it got wet. So I think we got to Easter before we actually got them into the houses, uh, into their sleep out rooms. So just a case of trying to fit a, a renovation into a really tight time frame, which in hindsight, didn't work. Yeah. Uh, and the poor tenants, uh, we, I mean, we they didn't have to pay rent for the guys who are in the caravan, and we reduced the rent for the whole group um, for the for the period of, of the renovation. So I think it ended up, it worked out okay, but it was a really bad situation for everyone, um, which you really don't want. And harder to do, I guess, when the tenants are already moved in. <laughs> yeah, like the house the house renovation we did pretty quickly. So that was all, all done and dusted. But it was just, yeah, as a landlord, I don't like to be in their face, you know, while they're trying to enjoy their, their house. So that ended up, overall it ended up fine, but it was just a really good reminder. Um, things always take longer and things are always going to cost more than you think with, yeah. the, with the renovation. So. But they're obviously happy having no rent to pay. They're obviously being students, they're probably like, cool. Yeah, yeah, more money to spend on other things. Yeah. So, uh, that was good. So we actually ended up selling that house uh, not too long after we did that renovation. So essentially it was a quite a long-term flip. So we took it from a three to an eight um, and had a reasonable price uh, value increase through that. So ended up... Really good, but um, at the time it was a pretty hard situation for, for everyone. Mm. Yeah. 
So would you, with your experience in investing, would you say you've got more good stories about tenants than bad stories? Absolutely, definitely more positive stories. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. If it yeah. was that hard, I, I would have quit by now. Yeah, I think it's like anything. Um, there's always going to be groups. Well, there's always going to be a certain percentage in any group which cause trouble. So yeah. you're going to get your rat bag tenants. You're going to get your really bad landlords. You're going to get everyone who you know gets into the media is that really small percentage, but people sort of assume that that's everybody. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, so we've had really good luck. Well, not even luck. We just had good experiences with our tenants throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Generally, most people respect your property, they pay their rent on time, and you have a really good relationship. So yeah. is that that's what you've found? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole time I've been investing with how many properties I've got, gosh, as a percentage, it would be very low. That I mean, they've had the one house that was trashed and one with meth and... You know, like, it's, yeah, very little over that whole period. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's our case too. So I think it, it just goes to show you don't actually listen to the media for anything, but especially <laughs> when it comes to the landlords and tenants, which they, they tend to paint in a pretty poor light. Yeah. So. Hey, we might wrap it up there. Um, but again, thanks heaps for stopping by, having a chat, and we'll talk again soon. No worries. Thanks. Thanks.